And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Adam Bob Show, number 138. Good morning. Good morning. morning. We've talked the whole night. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning, Bob. Who are you going to say good morning to? Oh, I'm going to say good morning to. Let's see. Who are we going to say good morning to this morning? Uh, Good morning to... You and you and you and you. <laughs> it's too late to say good night. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, boy. We're back. We're back. Number 138. That's hard to believe. It is. 138 shows. We talk, we, Well, we talked about everything. But you know what? I think it's been very interesting. It has for me. I've learned a lot. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Somebody texted me this morning and said, God, I wish you and Ed were back on the air. I said, well, we're kind of on the air. Just listen to the podcast. He said, well, I listen to them, but I just wish you all are on the air every day. So, Oh, every morning at 4.30? <laughs> well, not, maybe we could start about 9. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and they'd be through by 10. Yeah. <laughs> would, would that I work? I enjoy that. I actually got used to getting up early. Uh, you get up early every day, though. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it gets your day going. Uh, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you get that you get that noon nap in, you're golden. So, yeah, that's true. How you doing? You doing okay? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I look good, feel good. I uh, like that. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, How's I your, was it your hip that you had worked yes, on? Yes, I had, I had hip replacement on April, let's see. April the 25th, 24th, I think it was. I had my hip replaced, and I am walking. Sometimes I walk without a cane. I'm doing real well. I'm going to therapy twice a week, and it's a remarkable difference. Wow, I am so glad for you. I know that probably feels better. Well, it's been years, I tell you. It really does feel better. Bless your heart. Well, here we are in the mid-July, the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bob. He's Ed. And Ed's going to start us off with a little news. All right. Well, let's see. Up in Pennsylvania, the uh, TSA, Mm -hmm. you know who that is, Transportation Security Administration, they found a loaded handgun in a baby stroller with a baby in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a 30. How does that accidentally happen? Yeah, it doesn't accidentally. It's a 380 (laughs) caliber handgun with six bullets loaded. Oh, God. Right under the diaper. Mm -hmm. So did the baby go to jail? No. (laughs) I think the daddy got it. Cussed out real good, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Can yeah, you imagine that? you in this. Mm, ask what is anyone, it? Ask anyone who's trying to buy a home these days, and you'll hear it's really difficult. We know that. Yeah. The, that's due part because of the lack of inventory, but also to competitive mortgage rates that are fueling buyer demand and causing housing pricing to rise. But it's not just homes available to purchase. Rent prices for single-family homes is also up. And if that trend continues, it's have to put a real strain on a lot of household budgets. So single-family home rents rose 5.3% in April. Wow. Compared wow. to the previous April, a year ago. That's mm. the largest year-over-year gain in nearly 15 years. Isn't that amazing? So why, yeah, why are rent <clears throat> prices climbing for detached homes? Part of it has to do with the uptick in demand. For many families, single-family homes became more attractive than homes built in multi-unit apartment buildings during the pandemic. Don't you think uh, that some you know, of it is um, the pandemic uh, caused production and everything to go down, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you don't have production uh, for new houses 
you, I mean, you don't have materials to build a new house like you had before. I mean, yeah. wood is what tripled in price or more. Yeah, uh, so that makes uh, houses you have now that are out there worth far more. Mm -hmm. And it's a competition to get one. And then and when they can't buy one, they rent. And there's competition for that as well. Yeah. You know, when there's no new apartments being built, no new houses being built, you got to go somewhere. So it's, it's a crazy um, cycle we're in. But do you think there's going to be a big drop in that? I, not anytime soon. I think the housing prices will drop. Um, but drastically I mean, or just slow down? No, I think drastically. I think it will. Okay. I think, I think, you know, if we get to, but you know, the stock market's going great. So I don't know if there'll be a recession. I don't know. But the, if you rent a single family home or you're looking to do so, don't get in over your head. As a, you should not spend more than 30% of your take home pay on monthly rent. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, I think I try to, people that rent for me, I'm, or they apply, I always hope it's no more than a fourth. Yeah. You know, a third, that gets a little scary. Yeah, that's true. But I, I know when I rented, when I was broke, I think I was paying about 80% of what I was making for rent. About everything, that's right. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, my God. You yeah, might have that was... $2 left over, but that's about it. That's true. Hey, Ed, you know, other, I got a little news for you here. Okay. Um, you know, Sprint and T-Mobile merged. They approved that. Yeah. And so I've had Sprint for like 5 million years. And I was, and uh, somebody texted me the other day. It said, you can now have the T-Mobile network, which is better than Sprint. And I didn't know if it's better than Sprint or not. But anyway, I, uh, <clears throat> certain areas, I think it is. So I thought, well, that's a scam. So I called Sprint and told them I got that text. And they said, no, you can, uh, you can join the T-Mobile network. It's bigger than the Sprint network. If, if you would like to do it, you can. It doesn't charge you anymore or anything. I said, okay, well, slap me on it. And they said, well, we got we, we got to send you a new SIM card. Oh. And I, I said, well, what's that? And they said, you need to take the card out of your current phone and put this little thing in there, and then it will uh, put you on our network. And, and I didn't understand it, but my son says, like, if he goes to another country, he'll go and buy a new SIM card at a drugstore or something and put it in his phone for that country, which makes no sense for me. Do you understand that? Yes, I do. Oh, you do? It's, See, it's like, you know. it's, it's like operating computer. It has, it has the, your information, it has the phone information together. And it, it's, it is a very, did you, get, did you get the SIM card out? I did, I got it just the other day, and I walked through the whole thing. You lose all your voicemail messages that you've saved. I, I found that out. But uh, I put it in, I can't tell any difference. So, I don't know. Well, maybe it's good or maybe it's not. Well, you know, I dropped my phone in the commode months ago. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be good for a foot of water now. Yeah. Well, this one wasn't. And anyway, I, I did not know this, but I had insurance. Really? So, yeah. So they sent me a phone, and it was exactly like the phone I had. It's not a, you know, not a new model, but it's exactly like it. Did you have and, it backed uh, up? Yeah. Wow. I had it back, backed up on the cloud, and they sent me a SIM card. I'm, I'm good as gold. I mean, it's just like nothing ever happened. So, Well, that's a lot better than it used to be. Remember when you lost your phone or whatever, it's like you started all over again? 
Yeah. You had to get everybody's number. I want your number. I lost my phone or my phone. <laughs> hey, one more thing in the news before we move on, Ed. You remember Ark Encounter. We're big fans of the Ark Encounter. Uh, and we've not been up there, but we got to go. That's where they got a life-size ark, just like in the Bible, up in mm -hmm. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So from August 2nd, so coming up here soon, through September 10th, they're going to do 40 days and 40 nights of gospel music. Oh, boy. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. August 2nd through September 10th, 40 days and 40 nights of gospel music. So, and I'll bet they'll sing the old songs. What do you got? Oh, something we'd recognize? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some questions, Ed. You got one? Yeah, I got one. Uh, and this is, it's, it's a date, you know, I mean, it's an age-old question, but it, my mother-in-law is coming to town next yeah. week. Yep. And it just reminds me of this. The last time I was in Florida and I was driving along, we're going to Walmart or somewhere. And she said, now, if you turn here and turn over there, you'll be able to get there. And watch that pothole. Now, don't do that. Don't get in the <laughs> other lane. I hate backseat drivers. And, you know, I, I, found, I found myself doing that. Yeah. I have. I've done it. And <clears throat> it's, it's just not a good thing. You know, you just got to be quiet, don't you? You do. It's a great point. And my wife, she does. She keep very much keeps her mouth quiet. But I had a friend of mine that he wanted me to give him a ride somewhere because his car would be working on. I picked him up. And hell, you thought he was driving. No, no, no. Go over in this lane. No, no, no. Turn right here. Okay. And I'm like, will you shut the up? I'm driving this car. You wanted to ride it. It was amazing. He he wanted. I thought he was. But some people are like that. They want you to drive the way they drive. Yeah. Or they and want it, to tell you how to drive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you consider yourself a great driver? No. Oh, I, I was going to say. I bet you did. I think everybody considers himself a great driver. You know, I always <clears throat> I always notice that, and I notice this when I start flying. Mm -hmm. And if I look left, I turn left. So I have oh, to be very really? Yeah, wow. I got to be real careful on the road. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. All right, I got a question for you, Ed. All right, buddy, go ahead. All right, we're here in the middle of July, and coming up next uh, weekend, next Sunday, uh, July 18th, is National Ice Cream Day. So I it? wanted to ask you, because I know if there's two things you love, one of them is sweet tea. And the other one's ice cream. Right. What is, uh, two things I want to know from you. What do you think the most popular ice cream flavor is? And number two, what is yours? Well, I think I, uh, mine has changed over the years. My, my most popular right now is Moose Tracks. And I never thought I would ever say that. Mm. But Moose Tracks ice cream, to me, just gives me a, a multi multitude of flavors, and it's just really good. Is that I the one that's got fudge in it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I think uh, uh, it's supposed to be a moose poop or something like that. <laughs> but I think the, I think the most popular flavor is vanilla. Well, I would think it would be chocolate. But yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, I just for me, my entire life, I mean, if, if I was a kid, I could get chocolate ice cream. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. But mm -hmm. vanilla to me was like it just wasn't satisfying. But it is the number one ice cream flavor. So, and your moose tracks is number nine. 
Really? Yeah, so it's in the top 10. And, and strawberry, I never really liked strawberry ice cream, did you? Oh, I do, I do. Do you really? My, I when like I was it. little, my dad had this uh, uh, ice cream maker, you know? And you had to crank it by hand. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so all the kids took turns. Dad would do it a little while, and then he'd say, okay, it's your turn. And I'd go over and go, oh, God, this thing, will it please go around? And it would go around and around. And we would make um, uh, pineapple sherbet. That's all we ever made. And it was great. I loved it. But I never really thought of ice cream. But I can remember making homemade ice cream. Did you make homemade ice cream? No, but I've been places where they did. Uh, my father-in-law made homemade ice cream. He was he was an expert. He'd pack that thing with dry ice and crank it. He wouldn't let me crank one. What flavor would he make? Vanilla. I did. So you can make vanilla ice cream at home. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I figured you know you could only make that you know at Weigel's or something. So. <laughs> but here's here's your top ten. You've got um, uh, let's see my. Uh, uh, my my favorite uh, chocolate is number two, uh, cookies and cream number three, mint chocolate chip. Uh, oh, and my wife said they used to make peach ice cream. I didn't know uh, you could do that. Oh yeah, you could. Oh, I like peach too. That's yeah. not in the top ten though. So it's not. Uh, then where was I? Mint chocolate chip is number four. That's surprising. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Now I can handle some of that. That's number five. Mm -hmm. Butter pecan. Hey, that's not bad. Oh, um, it's been around a long time. Cookie dough, number seven. Um, strawberry, number eight. Moose tracks, number nine. And number 10 is Neapolitan, which to me had a terrible name. It's like, I don't even know what, I don't want that because it's got a lousy name. <laughs> So, anyway. It, so. it should be rainbow or something or like something that. like that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Tell everybody what the topic of the day is, Ed, then you've got a sponsor. All right. It's a critical race theory, and I don't know why it's called that, and I don't know what it is. So Bob's going to have to help me out a lot here. The critical race theory, but I hear it in the news all the time. My sponsor is Weigel's. It's a private company, retail convenience stores, founded in 1931 in Powell, Tennessee. They have 68 locations. And they have the Broadacre Dairy Farm, the Red Barn Foods, and a lot more. You can go to Weigel's.com and check them out. But they're, they're based in Powell, same place they've always been. They also own and operate a lot of different things. But the Weigel family got into the dairy business in 1931 with a herd of four cows. And boy, have they grown. I'll tell you, it's pretty remarkable. 68 stores. In 1958, Weigel's introduced the Jug of Milk brand. All Weigel's milk is produced at the Broadacre Dairy Farm in Powell. The milk is cold pasteurized the old-fashioned way. That allows it to retain the natural creamy flavor. Being a small local dairy, the, <clears throat> farming, the company's localized supply chain is able to bring the milk from the farm to the store. Get this, in 24 hours. Can't get that one of those big boys. Uh -uh. <laughs> so I, I like Weigel's milk. You know, it, there's another brand here in East Tennessee that's always real famous. But, you know, if, if you've got one of those Weigel's discount cards for gas, they'll give you a discount in the store when you go in there, too. So check you them out. When the Weigel's were, you remember when you used to drive around the side of the building and a guy would walk out to your vehicle? Yeah. Do you remember that yeah. before, you know, it is what it is now? Yeah, I do. I remember those. Um, um, and they were all over town, and that was the place you went real quick to get milk. 
because you could just drive right up. He'd walk out. All you need, have, you know, it's just basically two or three different things you could get. But uh, great company. All right, Ed. Our topic for the day is what is critical race theory, and why is everybody so concerned about it? And boy, you know, this is one of Ed Brantley's suggestions for the topic of the day. So I think uh, I've read this, and and, and I, I have an opinion and of what it is. Because everybody's probably got a different opinion, but I'm going to let Ed jump in there first. Oh, thank you very much. Thank well, you. that's the way I am. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's a way to get legal, real, legal le legalities in our schools and um, in our courts and everything else. It's, it's To me, this is trying to reinvent. And this all started with like three or four guys. Uh, that's what it was first organized in 1989. The first annual workshop on critical race theory through its intellectual origins go back further, but in the 60s and the 70s. And it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, like color blindness, it, 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 civil rights of 50s and 60s. There's so much in this, it would take days to go through everything. Uh, well. You want me to jump in there? Is that what you're trying to say? No, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's a complicated thing. So uh, uh, go ahead and give your gut feeling on it, and then I'll give you mine. Well, my gut feeling on the thing is, is that, that the people who are going to get involved in this, if it gets involved in our schools, it's going to be horrible. I think it's almost a communistic type of program. Um, and and it, it's it's something that that we really don't need in America. I mean, this this is, you know, it's just totally opposite. Uh, and people say we need this, and and the problem is is that they say you need it, but you don't know what it is. And the next thing, they say, oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I won't do that. And the next thing you know, you're in way over your head. For instance, I saw a four-star general on TV the other day, and he was being questioned about this and he said oh yes i want to see it i want to read it i want to know everything about it he said i've read marx i've read lennon i've read all of that and i want to know about it i want to read everything i can find out about it because this is important for our country this is who we're defending the critical race theory holds that the, the law and legal institutions in the united states are inherently racist insofar as they function to create and maintain social economic and political Equalities between whites and non-whites, especially African Americans, and that's where it's coming from. I'm through. <laughs> no, it, it's a very—I hate to laugh, but it, 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 I laugh because it's—it's it's frustrating and complicated. And, and here's my take on this, Ed. Okay. Critical race theory, I think, and, and listen, whatever I say here may be completely wrong. This is what my understanding is. I think they're saying that race is something that was invented. And, and follow me on this, that when there was man, yeah, he came in different shades or whatever, but then starting saying that person's black, that person's white, that person's this, that, and the other uh, was a thing that man invented, okay? And okay. so that 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 because uh, there were more white men or they were in control, that they made sure everything 
slanted toward the white man and then the white man made this thing called race and said you're black so you're this there the other you're asian this and started labeling people now i i i think what we're in here in 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 our lifetime is that we have a lot of people that are out there that their number one goal is to find out what separates us not what's not what brings us together as a people and i think um, that um, there's anytime you're different whether you're somebody's jewish somebody's christian or, or, or whatever they may be or or somebody's gay or somebody's straight we we seem to live in a time when we got to find out how we're different so we can then complain about how you're mistreating us. And, 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 and this critical race theory, to me, it seems like it's something that seeks to divide us. But the other side of this is, um, did the world start or did America start and we and, and the people that lived back then uh, eight, eight generations ago decide that we're going to separate uh, the different colors of skin and white will be uh, the uh, the one that leads the way and that's kind of what they're saying and that everything from that point any kind of laws any kind of judgments the constitution whatever hidden behind it is that the white person rules and I just, I honestly don't see that because I even read into this, read where they said, you know, some of the people that support the uh, critical race theory said, well, that some laws and legal reforms, quote, some laws and legal reforms had done much to help the oppressed or exploited people. So, uh, you know, you can't have it both ways. No. All right. Um, listen. Uh, However you want to divide us, let's say you said it's men against women. It's blacks, whites, Asians, and Hispanics, and whatever else. Uh, it's gays and straights and now transgenders and all this stuff. However you want, you want to start seeking to, to divide us, then whoever the majority is in whatever category you're going to try to put us in is going to rule, isn't it? I mean... Uh, in any, we're in a republic where, where supposedly majority rules. Well, with this kind of, of late, of late, it seems like minority rules, no matter what it is. If, if, if you're a minority, you've somehow been oppressed, so you must get whatever you want, and the majority must get get nothing. Or it's a strange thing we're going through at this time. <clears throat> I want no minority to be mistreated. I don't want anybody mistreated because they're black, they're white, they're 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 uh, Jewish, they're they're uh, whatever they are. I don't want. I want everybody just to be treated fairly because they're all men. But is that going to happen? No, because we're human beings and we're all, as the Bible says, sinners. We're all going to make mistakes and do things that are going to treat people bad. So, God, I know I'm long-winded here, Ed. I apologize. But 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 I just. Uh, this this whole thing to me seems to be 
not a way to bring people together, but a way to split them even further. And, and, and that's not good for America. And I think sometimes all this division we try to do, or division that people try to do, wants to see America fail. They want to see how we can beat up America and what it is and the great success it's been in the world. So we're going to keep finding cracks at it till we beat the hell out of it and we somehow get it to fall so then we can get our way. And I don't know. So that's I think my you're opinion. right. I, th I think it, it tends to my way of thinking. It almost leads to communism. And it, it, it uh, which is just the opposite of what they want. But it, it uh, I, I just, I don't know. I think very few are pushing this thing. And, yeah. But they're 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 being successful. They're going before school boards. They're getting holidays reversed. I mean, all types of things in school systems. And if they start teaching this to our children, we're going to be in real trouble. Well, we should not allow that. We can't. No. The majority has to quit allowing the minority to rule. Exactly. I'm sorry. It just we can all get along. Listen, I really believe Ed. There's ten percent of the people that are on both ends that are doing all the talking. And the 80% of the people in the middle, they don't treat people badly because of whatever color they are or whatever religion they are or whatever gender they are or whatever. It's the 10% on the ends that make all the noise. And so somehow we must listen to them. And, they're, and both sides are nuts. I mean, they're just, you know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, and I think a lot of, things that are going on that just I just shake my head for instance a black man trying to tell me that I owe them the government owes them money because his grandfather was mistreated I don't get that I mean that I don't see that's where their responsibility and and it's but it anyway well no I, and I hear what you're saying because um, that's seven generations ago or more and I, yeah. I listen we cannot, as a country, as a people, as a human race, correct all the mistakes we've made because that's all we'll be doing the rest of our lives is correcting every mistake. At some point, we move on because we will do better. Um, you know, just as that thing said that a lot of the laws in America now do make sure that people are treated fairly. Are we perfect? Hell no. Will we ever be? No. Um, I just the, the we're in a lot. We're in a, a, a right now. We're in a thing where our goal is to divide people, and I, it frustrates the hell out of me. And it's working. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah, it's working big time. Yeah. Because working. people are making money off of it, Ed. Yeah. You're getting people elected that you never could have gotten elected a million mm -hmm. years, and mm -hmm. they're hoping they will get them to vote for something to get them something. Yeah. It, it, that's my gut feeling. So, all right, we, I know we got to move on. Long-winded. Anything else you want to add on this? No, nope, I'm through. I'm okay, it's, it's something, isn't it? <laughs> I can't take it anymore. All right, tell everybody what's coming up. Now i got a sponsor for you. Okay, coming up, we're going to get into the mailbox, the mailbag, and uh, find out some special things. And also, we've got complaints. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, wow. Okay. To be good. All right, Ben Lucky. You have heard me talk about Ben Lucky. Yeah, it's down there on Middlebrook Pike, right across that big KUB station. Ben Lucky, it's B-I-N, and they have these great big bins. I mean, they're like 25 feet by 
six feet or so and they're about a foot deep and they've got all their product in these bins there's about there's about eight or nine or ten of these bins so they buy these lots from like eight home depot lowe's amazon all these people when stuff is sent back those things are dim wholesaled out in big lots so Ben Lucky buys them and they're delivered on Wednesday and Thursday and then they put them in the bins and then on Friday they open up everything you can find anything whatever it is no matter if it originally was $50 they're only $7 on Saturday $5 Sunday $3 so you see where we're going the price goes down every day to a dollar on Monday and if there's anything left on Tuesday 50 cents they restock on Wednesday and Thursday and they start all over again. Every week there's different stuff in there. I've, every time I've been in there, Ed, I have bought something that if I went to Home Depot or one of these other places, it would be 20 or $30. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I paid you know, like five bucks for it. So, I mean, even if I wanted to then sell it on eBay, I've just won, you know, I, I could make mm -hmm. money. So, and I know a lot of people that do eBay, they're on eBay selling uh, do go to Ben Lucky and stuff, but you never know what you're going to find. And there it is, Middlebrook Pike across in that big KUB uh, substation there. So let's start to uh, open up the mailbox, Mr. Brantley. Okay. That's a big wow. envelope. It is a big box. Evelyn from Big Stone Gap says, do you think Marilyn Monroe really committed suicide? Wow. You know, I've actually driven by that house where she died. Um, and um, I don't know who owns it now. I think it's up, up for sale for like $8 million. Um, Marilyn Monroe, what's your gut feeling on Marilyn Monroe? Because there's a lot of conspiracy theories about it. Well, I, I think she was, I don't know if that she was killed, but I think she was urged on because mm -hmm. of what was going on in the government and everything. And, and uh, I don't think the mafia killed her, but I do think the Kennedys had something to do with it. You know, I read something just recently about this. Now, Marilyn Monroe was having an affair with the President of the United States and the Attorney General of the United States, John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy. So that's a pretty well-known fact. And it's kind of weird that, um, you know, women uh, accept that and, and think it's cool or something that she was having an affair with the President and the Attorney General. Uh, anyway. I read a thing about uh, a biographer of Frank Sinatra, and Frank Sinatra was a friend of Marilyn Monroe's, and you know she, he would go out and have dinner with her every once in a while uh, in the months before she died. And they said that uh, Marilyn Monroe kind of came on to him, and he said he would not do anything more than be a friend of hers because. He felt like there were too many older men taking advantage of her and that he just couldn't do it. And I'm sure who he was referring to. And um, they said he even considered asking her to marry him because that's the only way he thought he could get people to leave her alone but that she was like prey for a lot of these older, powerful men. Yeah. And then I read about Joe DiMaggio, who she was married to at one time, uh, one of the greatest ball players. He, um, he, I did not know this till recently, he did not let Kennedys or any Hollywood people, any of the producers and people she'd supposedly had affairs with, 
none of them were allowed to come to her funeral. <gasps> really? I didn't know. Well, I guess if you're Joe DiMaggio, you can tell yeah. people who are and are not coming to a funeral. Mm -hmm. But uh, he did not allow any of the Hollywood types anywhere near her funeral. So, but, well, but I think, yeah. I, I, do you think she she accidentally killed herself, or you said she she was kind of urged on? Yeah, I think that she was urged on, and I, I think you know these people people in Washington can you know I, I'm sure that a lot of the people around the Kennedys did not agree with her. It was funny at first, but then they got to be a problem, yeah. and and I think that's they they look for ways that they could do that, and her being from Hollywood and. People in Hollywood commit suicide all the time, and she kept a diary and all this. And you know, they. I saw pictures of her house that after yeah. she had died, it was a mess. It was it's a complete mess. It was just it, it's like I, she she seemed to be a person that completely unorganized, and um, I didn't really think. I, I, maybe I'm crazy, Ed. I didn't think she was that good looking. Did you? Well. She had nice attributes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Where are we? We better get out of here before we get in trouble. Open up another something else in the mailbag. All right, let's see here. Fred from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. What? 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 That's a town? How did we get such a stupid name for a town? That's kind Truth of crazy, isn't it? That's a TV you show, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, this is Ralph Edwards on Truth or Consequences. Um, I'm sh I don't think you could pull this off anymore. Do you? Uh, a TV show no. pulling this off? No. Uh, Ralph Edwards, the host of, it, of uh, Truth or Consequences, said he, they would do their 10th anniversary show from the first town that officially renamed itself after the show and called themselves truth or consequences so what was the name of the town before oh uh, gee i don't know oh is it fiesta no no what was it let's fiesta? see where was it um it was, uh, it's in new oh, here, mexico here it was hot springs new mexico oh there you go okay. and i think only like a thousand people lived there and but but they they renamed the town truth or consequences and he, they came and did the show there and everybody loved it. And don't you think that that town now um, gets more attention just because of this stupid name? Well, they also have Ralph Edwards Park in the town. Yeah. Well, your prizes right. are. <laughs> but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, I'd hate to be a school kid and have to write that as your address. <laughs> Where do you live? Blow. I live at Truth and Consequences. Oh, God. Oh, Boy, gosh. that would, you're right. As a kid, Here's where you live. Uh, are you kidding? Can we move? Tell everybody what's coming up, and then uh, you're going to start complaining. All tell right. everybody what the next show's going to be. Oh, okay. I'll do that. Can you do well, that? How, yeah. Housing prices. That's what's going to be the big show. Will there be a, a drop? Yes. Mm, wow. But when? It's got to go down. All right. Here's my complaint. You ready? Yep. Lay it on me. All right. I see motorcycles on the road all the time. You're going to see right. a bunch of motorcycles over the July 4th holiday, right? Yeah. Well, if you notice carefully, the guys in the front and the girls in the back. Yeah. Now, why is that? I know the girls can ride it, 
the guys won't ride, or they, they won't ride in the back seat. Because you ever, have you ever seen a motorcycle rider sitting in the back and a, and a girl driving it? No, but I haven't either. Never. I think I think Never. if my wife will get a motorcycle, I will ride behind her and put my. Oh, I, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> honey, I love you. That might be dangerous. Can you imagine have, going down the road and you're hanging on for dear life? <laughs> I've never in my life, ever, I've never seen that. Oh, I, I haven't either. Imagine. And, well, and you know what, this day and age. Yeah, women's lib and all that stuff we live yeah. through. Why don't we see that stuff? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, if, if I get a motorcycle, I'm going to ask my wife if she wants to drive it or and me ride behind or if she wants to ride behind. <laughs> we'll find out. So, all right. Here's my complaint, Ed. This drives me up the wall. People that will not call you back. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have a phone. And if people call me and leave me a message, I will call you back. I, even if it will be painful, even if I don't want to <laughs> talk about whatever you want me to talk about, I will call you back and say, thank you for calling me, but I, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And, and, and I, I call people every week and um, they won't call you back. People won't call you back. They don't care. And it's, it's, or maybe it's just me. Maybe people say, well, hell, that's just Bob Thomas. I'm not going to call him back. So is it me, Ed, or is it just people don't return calls? Well, no, I think they return calls if there's something in it for them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I bet everybody returns your call because you're Ed Brantley. No. I'll tell you, <laughs> when I was in the radio business and I was trying to get in touch with somebody who owed us money. Yeah. And the secretary would answer the phone and, that, you know, it'd be the third time I called and he's never in. I would say to her, I said, listen, I want you to do me a favor. Just ask him what he intends to do about my wife. <laughs> You're kidding me. No. You're kidding No. Well, I didn't care. <laughs> Hold on just a second, Mr. Brandt. Now I'll get him on the phone for you. What are you, you going to do about my wife? <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way I could get him on the phone. Oh, that's funny. Well, it just that's it just drives me crazy. I don't know. Maybe again, maybe it's maybe it's I'm the only person having that problem. But uh, I think a lot of people they just want to text you. They is don't want to call you back. Is it business or personal? Uh, um, probably business. But yeah. even business, yeah. I call you back. I'll call you back. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call you back and say thanks, but I don't want it. Yeah. But, but I just not, right. I'm not going to sit there and just ignore you. Yeah, I just I don't know. I guess that's just the way yeah, I was raised. Yeah, that's what I figured. It's business, so, and you do you do thank you cards all the time too. I do. Yeah, I've done a I million mean, of those. We were on commission, man. They were bringing them in by the boxes. At, <laughs> well, I and think if people if if people do do something for you, you ought to at least respond. And I think um, I think when you get something to mail a card from people, it means something. But maybe it, yes, it maybe does. it doesn't. I don't know. Hey, when's so. the postage going up? Oh, I didn't know it was. Is it? Yeah, it's going up to 58 cents, I think. I thought we the post to... office had plenty of money. No, we need to check on that, Bob. All right. There's something else I'm adding to my list. <laughs> hey, um, and when we're, I, I, we talked about it before, but the uh, Olympics are coming up. And I've already, 
I want to make sure because it's just in a few days. Yeah, the July 23rd through August 8th, the Summer Olympics. So that's all from Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Cool. And all the black U.S. athletes will turn their back on the Oh, God, I hope not. I just hate that. Hate all that. right, tell everybody how they can listen to this wonderful show here, Mr. Brantley. All right, the Ed and Bob Show is available, ladies and gentlemen, at edandbob.com. Or you can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe and you can get it that way. Alexa and your Alexa skill settings. Enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear, boy? And tell her the Ed and Bob Show. <laughs> hey, that's good if you want to comment. You know, we take those comments. We don't listen to them, but we, we take them. Uh, Ed <laughs> we and Bob. Do, yeah, we don't return it. Ed and Bob dot com, the comment section. We Email us at Ed and Bob at Yahoo dot com. Uh, Twitter, Ed and Bob Knox, K-N-O-X, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas, K-N-O-X. And we're on Facebook. You can look for Ed and Bob. We're right there. And uh, anything you want to um, correct or apologize for that we did in the last 30 minutes? Well, no. <laughs> we'll okay. stand by, good or bad. Hey, I got a personal shout out, and it's somebody okay. that uh, you know very well, and it's Commissioner Randy Smith. Represents what? Uh, third District in Knox Fourth County Commission? Fourth District? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I want to, He was telling me not too long ago that when he got ready to run for commission, he got talked into it, and they said, well, he said, I can't speak in public. And he said, uh, I, I, I'm not going to do that. And the guy that had talked him into running said, well, come to this little meeting. Nobody will be there. and it, No problem. And, and you'll talk and you'll, you'll be fine. And he said he got there. And the first person that spoke was Ed Brantley, <laughs> who, as he said, was the silver-tongued devil. And uh, he's up there mesmerized everybody. And then said, and now here's Randy Smith running for county commission. And he was like, you got to be kidding me. So he, he said the worst moment of his life, his political life, was following you uh, speaking. Uh, <laughs> Did you remember that? that? Uh, yeah, I do remember that. It was over in uh, yeah. Norwood or well, something. Well, I like Randy. Yeah. He's a great Randy's man. He's a good guy. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope, and, and, and uh, you know, I know his commission seat's getting ready to end. I hope he runs for something else or something. He does a great job. What's our next show about, Ed? Housing prices. Boy, everybody's making a lot of money. I'm telling you, it's crazy, buddy. Crazy. All right, Ed, I enjoyed it. Uh, hey, huh? Have you bought anything lately? I bought, I did buy a couple of houses, and um, I had to go way over the asking price in order to get one. Was about ten of them. Uh, they said, oh, "I'm sorry, you were, you were, you're like number ten. Uh, you know, you need to go over the price." Uh, no, but yeah, I have bought a couple of houses. So. Okay. There you go. You bought a couple of lots. I understand. When we yes, build on those lots, are we going to build a McMansion? Yeah, I'm going to build a big old house. I like it. I'm going to come there and live with you. Build, I'm going to build Linda's house. <laughs> but yeah, I look forward to it. I will okay. plow, plow your field behind there, okay? All right, brother. All right, man. Enjoy it. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's Dean Martin. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kid?